Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. My name is Ray. And this is Heather. And we're here for another metaphysical rocking on the porch as we sit and wax fantastical about the laws of attractions and all things beautiful and lovely and leading edge and we're here just in the midst of this holiday season but you know because these podcasts get I mean after the radio show happens on Unity FM or Unity Online Radio it goes to you know the archive and we have tons and tons of archives from the many years that we've been doing this show so even though it's the holiday season uh, in 2013, this will be applicable a year from now, I promise, <laughs> or six months. Good, because I was going to ask if we could go inside because it's cold out right now, but if you're listening to it in the summer, we might want to be outside. <laughs> we might want to be having <laughs> iced tea instead of our hot cocoa. So I, what I love about this work so much is that it is truly not only universal, universal but timeless, and no matter what time of the year, you can apply these leading edge principles of law of attraction. And especially is, you know, our house band, the Abrahams from Abraham-Hicks.com. They're, they just keep getting better and better and better and better. And yet, you know, some of the archive stuff, some of the classic stuff that I'm, we're going to talk about this hour, just again, is that core principle that is truly the capital L laws of the universe that one can always come back to. You know, and one of the things that I, I love to kind of talk about is this concept that the Abrahams often uh, tout about that the universe, you know, really doesn't understand or doesn't conjure the difference between something in your mind that might be big that you want to create versus small. In other words, they don't really distinguish the difference between, say, a castle and a button, as they like to say. For them, it's an equal amount of alignment, whether you want to find a button or you want to create a castle. And I always think that's such a kind of a fun thing to talk about because it is truly a false premise in our culture that one is as easy as the other, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's truly, I mean, it's quite a fantastical statement. And I remember the first time that I heard that, I was like, well, why am I asking for buttons or parking spaces? <laughs> you know what I mean? When I could be creating, we, you know. we were taught that we were supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just, just ask for a button and you can create lots of buttons and have a lovely necklace. But sometimes I think that we we have that false premise that the universe, you know, 
it would be such a big deal to manifest this major vision that we have. But we're really kind of geared for big visions. And it's the time of year for big visions. And, you know, it really is fun to contemplate the fact that all that matters is where we're focused. And that's truly the magic of the laws of attraction and the laws of of the universe is that, you know, source isn't sitting back judging our desires and our dreams when they come from that authentic, loving whole place. And and I think it might be fun at this time of the year or any time of the year to really say, am I holding myself back from what I truly desire? Am I asking for buttons when really I want castles? And if so, Uh you know, what do my castles look like? And can I align with those castles, (laughs) you know? Um, And what does it feel like to align with the larger vision and not just sort of put up with whatever shows up? You know, sometimes we do that. We're like, well, I don't want to get greedy. (laughs) Uh But at the same time, there is no scarcity in the universe. So what is it that you're here to do? What is it that you're here to dream? Um, what is the bigger yes, as my friend Janice Campbell would say? And can we entertain that? Because it is only and ever about focus. But, you know, don't you think, Heather, it's this thing about kind of waking up from the false premise that says that necessarily more is more effort for the universe? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think it's really interesting because a lot of times we, we have to always give a reason, reason why we're asking for something. You know, it's like you call somebody up and you're like, can you come over because I have this thing and I need to do this thing. And it's like really not relevant. It's like, I'm just asking if you can come over or I'm I'm wanting this. I don't need to describe why I need it, why I deserve it, why it should be mine, you know, like this whole backstory. But I think because we were almost programmed to not want more than we need, that we have to justify. Yeah, and you're so right. We spend so much time saying why we think we deserve it, which ends up in a very kind of low vibing place because oftentimes that story is fraught with all kinds of peril and all kinds of victim situations and all kinds of hard work and efforting that then we deserve. And I, and I think it, we really miss the idea that just by breathing, we live in a deserving energy and that we are co-creating with the universe. We are um, playing with the energies that creates worlds. And I think we need to take ourselves up a notch, if you will, and take ourselves more seriously as we co-create with these energies, these, um, you know, the, the stuff that we see in the physical is merely a representation of that which is metaphysical. So if we're playing on all fields, um, why don't we go for it a little bit more? You know, mm-hmm. this idea that there's scarcity or that I somehow have to deserve the big picture or the the thing that I've been, oh, and this is such a blasphemous thing to say, but Abraham has recently been saying, you know, they just love to mess with our cultural norms and our false premises, as they say, that even efforting is truly that energy that says, if you have to start making it happen, or feel like you have to make it happen, you are always moving toward unwanted. So the minute you move into I say that one more time, I know it's so powerful and important. I know it's really scary <laughs> in a fun way. Um, they were saying that whenever <laughs> you effort, whenever you decide uh-huh. you have to make it happen, we're not again. You step out of playing with these energies and being in alignment and all the things that we talk about. 
all the time. But when you start to try to control people or control situations and push things and, you know, get into that efforting mode, you are always, again, always then moving towards something you don't want. Isn't that Uh fantastic information? You know, so what we're looking for is the energy that moves through us, that inspires our action, that is more of an opportunity where energy is not, you know, efforting feels like energy is taken away, like you have to give all this energy to make it happen, where when we're in alignment, we feel the energy move through us, we're almost being lifted and guided and moved. So it's not like action doesn't happen in alignment. Actually, it happens more elegantly, more gracefully, more efficiently. And as they talk about, we leverage the universe. But this was a new, this was a new little tidbit. And they actually talked about it recently in the Seattle workshop in 2013. If anybody wants to go and, and catch up with this efforting idea, I think it was like on the second disc where they were really talking about anytime you effort, you're moving towards something you don't want. And why is that? Mm-hmm. You know, why? Is well, that? why is it? Well, I'm thinking about what you're saying in the opposite way, because I always like look at both sides. <laughs> so it's it, I'm getting that I'm not flowing towards that which I am wanting. And so if I'm in effort, that means I'm in resistance. And if I'm in resistance, I'm not moving downstream. So therefore, I'm moving upstream. And because there is no such thing as being stagnant. So that's the way I look at it. Yes. And nothing you ever want is upstream. I think that was a perfect synopsis. That was exactly that. Like, that was beautiful. That put all the puzzle pieces click, click, click together, because nothing that you want is upstream. So the minute you go into resistant modes into efforting mode, you're now moving up upstream. And although it may look like there's something up there that you want, it never it's really, really a huge booby prize. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And if you know, like, for instance, for me, um, I was having some like, um, I guess I would just say moments this morning, I was, everything was kind of funky, like I was, I I double booked my appointments. (laughs) Uh, I just had this funky energy. And all of a sudden, I realized I'm efforting, you know, like, this feels weird. Oh, I'm in effort. Okay, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's all perfect. And that for those of us who are kind of bred to be the A type of personalities, you know, this I'm, I was a math major and a perfectionist as a kid. I'm a, I'm a recover I'm a recovering in process recovering perfectionist, and I was really upset that I had double booked myself and I was late for a couple things. And I just said, "Oh my gosh, I'm efforting. I'm I'm in that place of focusing on what I don't want, even though I'm not focusing on what I don't want. I'm I'm in essence by default. Yes." I'm going in the direction of that I don't, which I don't want. So I think that's a, like really subtle because some people go, I'm not focusing on what I don't want. It's like, well, but you aren't focusing on what you are wanting either. So therefore, by default. <laughs> well, it's this whole thing about resistance that we talk about. And I think it, it, it helps to bring resistance into the daily experience, you know, and what it actually feels like physically and mentally to move into resistance. And it's that place where there's a chaotic feeling. There's, as we talked about on last week's show, a feeling of overwhelm, you know, um, that's when we've moved into the efforting mode. And so what are the remedies? What are some of the things that you can do 
when you start to feel that efforting mode, when you start to feel like you're moving upstream, like you're having to push it and the kind of momentum is not in the flow, what are the kinds of things you can do? For me, um, you know, I often feel like stepping away from something is really important. Go take a walk, go take a nap if you can, um, go focus on something completely different. Squirrel, you know, just really uh, let it go and move to a place of trying to focus on something else. If you can, that's something that often works. And then the other thing that I have found um, is, again, the go general. That's something that we use constantly. And we talk about about such a great trick to use to start to work with the energy is you start to say things to yourself like this too will pass. This is no big deal. I don't have to make this decision right now. Things always work out for me. Somehow this is working in my direction. Everything is for me. Nothing is against me, et cetera, et cetera. So those are two ways that I kind of start to when I get into the E for efforting mode, what kinds of things do you do, Heather? Do anything that you that you feel really works for you when you get into that place? Like, what did you do this morning? I stopped. I, I, I even say the word stop in my head. I just say stop. And I get up and I do something different. So I actually went down to eat. One of my things is I don't eat. Uh, <laughs> it's I, not I'll a go good thing. In. I'll go to pick <laughs> pick up my kids from school at four o'clock and I'll be shaking. And then they say, you didn't eat today, right, mom? And I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that. But when I know if I'm not fueling myself, my energy dips and I start kind of going down a rabbit hole. So I, I like think about what do I need to do? Do I need to drink some water from the, when I say we need to do, I mean, for me, what, what do I feel like will serve me in that moment? Do I need to drink some water? Have I, you know, do I want to eat some food and um, maybe take a walk around the block or something? But I actually, ha- I think it's important to actually stop and to say stop or cancel. And what do I want right now? What serves me right now? And to actually make a choice from a place of empowerment instead of this other stuff. When, when I start going down this hole, it's, it's kind of unraveling without me. It's, it's not, I'm not feeling empowered in that moment. So when I actually stop, get up, get out of what I'm doing, I am choosing my power in that moment. And your freedom. You know, I think that that, that really is taking back your freedom to not become um, sort of a, an unintentional victim to the false premise that says, when you push hard, it works. Or when you push harder, things happen. I I think that the elegance of the philosophy and the metaphysics metaphysics that we study, it's often the opposite of what our culture has taught us. And so we feel a little crazy. Because in the midst of in the midst of everyone going and pushing and pushing harder and making it happen, here we are like, I'm going to go for a walk, (laughs) you know, or I'm going to go pet my cat, or I'm going to go take a breath because I need to recalibrate. That can be quite extraordinary depending on the circumstances and where we live and how we structure our lives. But any way that you can take back your power of of focus and really remember that anytime you're efforting, that you're pushing, what's at the end of that line is something you do not want. It's not something you want. Now, that doesn't mean that when we get in alignment and we move with source energy, that action doesn't happen. It's quite the opposite. But it's like there's a 
Oh, wind beneath our wings. (laughs) When you live in alignment, that you're able to truly feel the energy of source moving through you as you. And then what I love is the rendezvous points. You know, those crazy, extraordinary things where the right people show up at the right place Uh and the resources there and the UPS guy drops off a package that was supposed to be for someone else, but it's exactly what you needed. (laughs) The rendezvous are extraordinary. And I love living in that kind of a little bit more magical universe. I know it sounds a little bit like Disney, but hey, you know, um, Source is magical and can deliver that which we are wanting. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to listen to some Abraham workshops from a recent experience in Seattle that really focuses in on your empowerment, that you can create a castle or a button, and it's truly your focus that makes the difference. You're listening to Heather and Ray on Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and across the internet. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists discussing things like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Oh, no, no, no. He has a list of upcoming guests that sounds like a roll call of the Interfaith Council. Rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a topic and let them go for it. Imagine having a rabbi and a Catholic priest talking about Jesus as a Jew, or asking a biblical literalist to explain creationism to a liberal Christian Bible scholar. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? 
<laughs> if I know Dr. Tom, he'll keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So, let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, as you just heard. And um, I am here with my co-pilot, Heather Novak. Heather, actually, as we've talked about on the show, is a hypnotherapist and a channel and a teacher herself. And I feel so lucky and um, so grateful to have her as my co-pilot and my co-host here. Heather also has a fantastic website that I want to recommend to you all, in addition to our own, is ResetYourMindset.net. And there's some fun stuff. Has there, Heather, is there anything um, specifically going on that we can direct folks to that you've got going on? Well, right now I have um, a free MP3 hypnosis guided visualization up there. When you join my list, you get that immediately. So if you want to take a minute, it's actually on my pro- my process called Calm, C-A-L-M. Ooh. And it's perfect timing to be calm right now with the holidays approaching us. I love and that. And there's some other cool stuff coming up in this next newsletter. So if you join my mailing list, you'll get the newsletter and you can see all the things you want to look at. Awesome. That's ResetYourMindset.net. And, um, you know, we haven't talked about this on the show, but I think maybe it'll be fun since you've mentioned uh, your work with hypnosis. And I, you know, a lot of people have have often thought that Abraham and hypnosis don't really mix very well because Abraham has often said, you know, subconscious thoughts. Well, if it isn't really in your conscious thought, um, it's really doesn't it doesn't have a big play in your energy, which I've often thought, well, sometimes we have thoughts that we normalize. Mm-hmm. To the point where, you know, they really don't have any play in our energy just because we've normalized negative thought to the point that it's just what we're used to. But when we get into hypnosis and the sensitivity of it, we can sometimes realize um, what we've been holding 
and the practice of it. And I really find there's an elegance between these two philosophies uh, that continues to sort of build on itself. And I'm sure you probably find that too. Absolutely. I think one of the things that is interesting about that um, kind of utilization of words is people use words in different ways. Um, And I've always thought about vibration being something that we're, we're vibrating basically all the time, right? So sometimes we're aware of our vibration and sometimes we're not. And because some things are, like you said, normalized, you don't even realize that you're vibrating on that. So it's not on the forefront. It's kind of like that back burner approach. There's some things running in the back on the back burner that you don't hear. Like if the tea kettle's buzzing all the time, you don't even hear it anymore. It just becomes part <laughs> of the normal sound in your house. <laughs> As the house burns down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's just a way. For me, hypnosis is just a way Another of the many modalities to shift your energy, to you vi- shift your vibration, to raise your vibration, um, to move up the emotional scale, and um, to clear some of that old. I guess just yeah, move up the vibrational scale. I mean, it's all kind of the same thing when I'm when I'm I'm talking out loud, but I'm watching it as I as I say it, and it's really one in the same. The other part that I, I love about the hypnosis process and some of the new Abraham information, and I, I really have been, again, finding a beautiful dovetail between the two practices, is that Abraham is constantly, constantly talking about releasing resistance and letting go and finding a way to distract the mind. And both meditation and hypnosis have a similar uh, opportunity in that we stop thought, we stop the momentum that we are on. We release um, the current pipe that we're on, if you will, the belief system. And what's exciting is they've been talking on and on about this uh, concept of laying new pipes, mm-hmm. that not, not trying to clean out the old ones, not go dumpster diving into your belief systems and try to get to the bottom of it because there is no bottom, but just to really lay new pipes. And I think hypnosis is such a beautiful practice where you can lay down some new pipes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what's so gorgeous about it. And you get to lie down while you're doing it. <laughs> and if you're me, you pretty much go unconscious because I don't hear a word of it, but I still do it. They say a 15 minute hypno, um, hypnotic journey is, is equivalent to a two hour nap. So if anyone is like me and love, would love to take a two hour nap, but doesn't have two hours in the day, 15 minutes of hypnosis, right? It gets you right there. I love it. Well, we can, we can even increase this. And this is all motivation, obviously, to, to visit the website at resetyourmindset.net and, and get a session going. Um, Abraham has recently said, when you release resistance 68 seconds and focus on what it is that you want, you are actually replacing 2000 efforting hours, 2000 hours mm-hmm. of action. Um, and I tell you, that is a serious leveraging of the universe. Sometimes I just think we forget the kind of tools and the kind of technology that's really at our proverbial fingertips if we know how to engage. And source energy is everywhere. I mean, obviously, it is only 
the thing that shows up in the physical is just another extension of non-physical. And I think sometimes we get so distracted by the physical and forget that it's just energy. And it's the same kind of energy that is our thought, that is the moving of our thought. And, uh, and I think it's so fun with hypnosis, the ability to lay new pipes with the help of teachers, with the help of people who understand this practice so that you don't have to, uh, you know, spend 20 years trying to unravel something. <laughs> unless you want to spend 20 years unraveling something. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to. Go for it. <laughs> it's all, you're always at choice. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to um, trip the light fantastic a little bit here and listen to uh, an, a little Abraham excerpt and give us some more information for us to dive deeper on these gorgeous laws of attraction. This particular appetizer, this little morsel of Abraham is uh, something from a Seattle workshop in 2013. And we encourage you as we do every week to hop on over to abraham hyphen com and simply buy everything that they've ever recorded. And if you can, go to a workshop yourself. It is extraordinary. But in the meantime, here's a little bit of information from these leading, ed te leading edge teachers that'll give us some more information on how to really relax and allow. It's a good idea. Once you're substantially there, you can contemplate any subject that has formerly been troubling and leave it in a different vibrational place. Affirm and mean it, you see. So that's what it's all about. You understand all of this. You know this. You know how you want to feel. It's just a matter of letting go of some of those flawed premises. Your flawed premise is, I have such empathy that someone else's thoughts and feelings dominate my own. And we say, only because you believe that and are allowing that and have opened these wide pipelines to it. So it's like, how am I going to feel today? I need to call this person and find out. No, I don't really need to call them. They're transmitting it and I'm hardwired to them and I'm going to feel it. And we say, that's the last thing that we would ever say again. We might say, that used to happen to me or that happened to me before, but now I am the creator of my own reality and I am hardwired to the frequency of my inner being. And feeling good is who I am. That's what's natural to me. And it is my powerful intention to practice that so steadily, so chronically, so solidly that that's who I am. In fact, I would like everyone I know to have to be empathetic to my high-flying emotions. <laughs> such a good job of practicing it and being there and feeling it that I'm just radiating it, I'm oozing it and anybody that comes into my vicinity is just going to feel it. I'm going to be known as the good feeling girl because everywhere I go people around me, if they've come into my vibrational vicinity, my vibrations dominating, my vibrations dominating my vibrations dominating, me and my inner being, me and my source oh, oh, the energy that creates worlds is what's flowing through me I am a powerful, invincible, creative being with pure positive energy flowing through me. I'm flying high because I choose to. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I can do this. I can. Yeah. Thank you. You do it all. You do it 
it all the time. You don't do it all the time. You do it a lot of the time. But you do it enough of the time that it'll be easy for you to do it more of the time. And you'll never do it all of the time because you want to have some step one moments. You see, step one, step two, step three. Step one, you had that phase of your life. When you first were born, you were born on the high-flying disc. You don't remember that because those around you were already not mostly on the high-flying disc. And you worried them because you were on the high-flying disc all the time. You were just too happy for your own good. <laughs> and so they started pointing out to you incrementally all of the reasons that you shouldn't just be happy all the time. They said to you things like, world doesn't revolve around you, and life isn't supposed to be fun all the time. Little did they know that none of that is true. And then you got into the phase that we will call the step one phase of your life, where the contrast that you were sorting through those early years caused you to put a whole lot into your vortex. Well, this was a really wonderful thing. In fact, it was your plan. You said, I'll go forth, and I'll sift and sort, and I'll sort of settle in, and I'll figure out who I am, and I'll define my preferences, and I'll launch all these rockets, and I'll pay attention to my guidance system. And step two took care of itself all along the way because all through it you knew what you didn't want, you knew what you did want, you've been building this vortex, it's spinning, the cooperative components have all been gathered and now friends it's time for the step three phase of your life. Not only step three but predominantly step three. Predominantly step three. It's time for you to get on that high flying disc and feel good and occasionally dip and clarify something. That's a wonderful thing. Don't you love to have an experience with someone that maybe doesn't feel good while you're having it, but it sure makes you clear about what you want? And isn't the clarity really worth having? Don't you love that decisiveness that is within you? Well, that decisiveness that is within you is alignment. It's alignment with what's in your vortex. So when you're having a moment with someone and it feels like negative emotion to you, don't beat up on yourself as if you've done something wrong. Instead, applaud your guidance that lets you know that whether it was the action or behavior of another or whether it was your response to it or your perception of it, in any case, you're laying some pipes that are leading to where you don't want to go and that negative emotion is letting you know that. So withdraw your attention from that and give your attention to what you want. And if it keeps happening and keeps happening and keeps happening, you're going to come to some very strong decisions and it is our promise to you that when you feel that decisiveness within you that you'll know that you're on a high flying disc because the only thing that causes you to ever not feel good is your own split energy it's not somebody else doing something that you don't want them to do. It's not somebody else's emotion about something. It's not about that political party or that one or that religion or that one. It's not about anything except your own split energy. So why would you let the behavior of others, the belief of others, the reality of others, why would you let that kind of stuff be the reason for you splitting your energy? Just because you haven't practiced feeling good long enough to become so aware that that's what you want, that you are now intolerant of doing that, but you're in control of your own experience, you see. And once you get this and then you stop asking, you know, you need to be different because if you would be a little different, then I would feel a little better. Oh, how awful that is because you know they can't be different just because you need them to be different. They've got their own momentum going on. It's not fair of you to ask anybody to be different than they're being in any moment because, first of all, they can't be. If they're not feeling good, we promise you they'd be being different if they knew how to be different. They don't know how to be different. They don't want to feel bad. And so then when you compound it by feeling bad about them feeling bad and now you feel bad about them feeling bad, you're just all laying pipes that are taking you to places that you don't want to go so stop it <laughs> and instead
all of your own experience and do it early on in the day until you get the hang of it and then you begin to feel this. The other day Esther went down to Mission Bay. She stopped and got a burger and took it to Mission Bay to eat it and she was really flying high and really feeling good and she was watching the other people. Some of them were roller skating and some of them were running and some of them were picnicking and some of them were boating. There were a lot of people that she could see as she was sitting in her car enjoying her lunch and as she's looking out she's feeling so good and she said right out loud talking to us I really don't think that any of them feel as good as I feel yum okay there was so much in that little rampage but I love the the very and we're gonna have to take a quick break but just so we get it in what I loved about that is it's only ever, ever, ever about your own split energy and not about them or what they're doing or how they're doing it or what they're saying. How fabulous is that to know and to truly embody, especially during this time of year where it can kind of feel like they have control. But it wasn't it good to hear that they don't have to be different, that you can can really take control of your experience because their behavior, their belief, their reality it's meaningless. It's only ever, ever about your split energy. Mwah! How was that? <laughs> How was that for empowerment? Do you feel empowered? <laughs> ah, and then it asks the question, well, how do I not split my energy? <laughs> 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 which is really the key. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to be in the step three phase of your life where you truly are here to live on a high flying disc and receive all that you've asked for. You're listening to Everyday Attraction where we just have all the answers. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll be right back. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Ray and Heather here on Everyday Attraction. And don't forget to go visit our website at everydayattraction.com. Put in your little email address there and let us keep in touch with you. Some exciting things are coming up in 2014 that we hope that you'll play with us. So let's go and unravel that rather extraordinary rant that we just heard from a Seattle workshop in 2013 from abraham-hicks.com. Um, you know, this this sort of false premise from the very beginning of that track was that other people's thoughts and feelings can control me. You know, that's uh-huh. that's really a wonderful thing to wake up to. You know, that they have no control. Right. None. But we think they do. Yeah, it feels like they do sometimes. It feels yeah. like they do. And that's something really interesting to really be able to separate to say to yourself is, is that me just tapping into someone else's energy or am I choosing to feel this way? Because sometimes you are around certain people and when you're around certain people, you're like, wow, I feel different when I'm around them. So it's really us. It's really us splitting. Yeah. yeah. Splitting the energy. Splitting hairs. <laughs> you know, and I think what's what was interesting about that particular track is they, they really talked about being empathetic to your own high flying emotions. Isn't that an interesting kind of juxtapositions of words is that 
empathetic usually means, you know, coming down to, to sort of understanding a lower vibration, but they said they you really have to, and the, the premise of what was going on in that one, just to give you a little bit more information is that a woman had sat down and said, you know, I just feel like my thoughts are not my own, that I get around certain people and I feel like I don't have an inner being, that their inner being is all over my thoughts and I don't know how to, to move through them. But truly, you know, it is that, um, that momentum that we have to practice. And you heard them, you know, I'm going to be a good feeling girl. You know, my vibration is dominant, powerful, invincible. I'm high flying because I choose to. I mean, did you get that kind of rampage they went into? I felt it like deep in my bones, you know, it is a momentum that we have to practice because we can't necessarily not practice it and then move into a space where someone else is maybe more negative or more lower vibration is dominant, you know, and we kind of get sucked in. Yeah, I know for me what it is, is that I get like, a, I have like a little nervousness about being around certain people. And sometimes it's family. So if you're listening to this around the holidays, some of you are in preparation to go and spend time with your family and you have these ideas of what might happen based on what has happened in the past. You know, we, we create these little drama scenes in our head. And yet, it is truly, truly possible to get on a high flying disc, to stay on the high flying disc in that situation of traveling to see the relatives where in the past maybe you have lowered your vibration. And so it's, I, I kind of invite you to play with it and to play um, for yourself to see really how you can uh, maneuver and manage your own energy and not to get those split ends. <laughs> Exactly. So you're standing on the porch before you enter the dinner where you know or the mm -hmm. event or the party or whatever it is. And let's all practice this together. So we're on the doorstep. We've got the, you know, flowers in hand and, and the hot casserole as we're moving in. And we're saying to ourselves before the door even opens as we go into this new segment, my vibration is dominant. I am powerful. I'm invincible. I'm on a high flying disc. Anything that happens here that brings me down might just be a contrasting, clarifying moment. And I'll enjoy it because that's all it is, is a little clarifying dip. But I don't even anticipate that because my vibration is dominant and I knew, and I know who I am and I've practiced this and I'm not going to forget. And I'm, and I'm in the step three phase of my life. This is where all the good stuff happens. This is where the castles come into play. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. right there in that moment. I think that's really, really practical. Or maybe even before you get out of the car so people don't think you're crazy as you're talking to yourself outside the door with your casserole in hand. But you get the picture. <laughs> you know, it is kind of deciding that you're going to claim that power. And then what, what I love about that is then source energy can really work with you now. Because you're open. You're open mm -hmm. to the magic. You're open to the you're energy. You're asking for it. Yeah. And then they can come and play with you and sit you right to the next to the right person and sit you right in the right situation and get you the position where the view is really going to be extraordinary and give you the moment of clarity as you look at the situation and you find your heart overwhelmed with the gratitude and appreciation of your life, of your existence. I mean, Source Now is at play with you. You're not slogging it out. You're not trying to figure out what to say. Source is moving through you. And all that um, conversation is simply an extension of that. But didn't you find it fascinating, Heather, the way that they kind of broke down that, you know, this the phase of you were born on the high flying disc and you were just happy all the time. And of course, that's children, you know, and then you went into the step one phase of your life 
in your early years where you had a lot of contrast, you did a lot of asking, you did a lot of questioning, putting all this great stuff in the vortex. And I don't know at what point, but I, I'm going to say I'm in it. It's step three where, well, step two was source said yes to everything you've asked for. And now this step three is receiving, receiving, receiving. I, I know it's true. I know it's true because if you think back about your childhood, I mean, some of the things that I remember about my childhood is asking like an exorbitant amount of questions. And I remember my dad, I was probably four years old, my dad saying to me, oh my gosh, girl, you asked so many questions. What the heck? <laughs> like, there's something wrong with me because I was asking too many questions. And I know it's true. We just, we come in. I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of remember what it felt felt like coming in. Like I remember feeling coming in on the high flying disc. And I remember asking when I was little, there's a lot of stuff I don't remember in the interim. And now in that receiving stage, it's like all we have to do is align and receive. And I know, I know being willing to receive is aligning. Like they're actually the same thing. You know, like, I think being really, really, really willing to receive on that DNA level, like letting it in deep, deep into you, the receiving, that is aligning. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we've talked about this before, that we've all practiced giving Mm -hmm. um, as a part of our culture. I think that for for the majority of us, we've practiced the capacity to give um, and we've been rewarded for that capacity to give. But I often think that our capacity to receive on a full level hasn't had as much attention and focus because of some of the false premises that says that's selfish or that there's scarcity and all the things that we're coming to awaken, that this is all energy. And it's so important that our capacity to receive energetically is as big, if not bigger, than our capacity to give, because without one, the other suffers. And if we're truly wanting to be uplifters, we have to be big receivers. It's interesting, because some people think if you're going to be a big uplifter, you have to be a big giver. But it's actually more so that if you're going to be a big uplifter, you better be a big, fat receiver. Yep. Right? It's so true. And I think it's so misunderstood. Like, I think this is a really key secret piece of the puzzle. If you're listening to this right now, just let it settle in because it took me some time. I actually went to a workshop where the tagline of the entire workshop was where receiving is the bottom line. And I thought about that. and I'm like, oh, whatever, like no big deal. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's all about receiving. It's all about receiving because we don't have that fullness of the circle. We can't give without receiving. We can't inhale without exhaling. Exactly. I remember, you know, growing up in um, in my church and, you know, the angriest people at the church were the women who were overgiving. <laughs> and I was just, I'm like, God, they're so angry. But it made sense to me years later. It's like, of course, they're, they're angry because they've been overgiving and overgiving and their capacity to receive hasn't been fully engaged. And so they're exhausted and frustrated and feeling like, you know, they're being put upon. And, you know, you can't be a grateful volunteer unless you've received the grace of God, you've received the love, you've received, you know what I mean? You can't, you have to get filled up before you can be a graceful giver. And it just kind of occurred to me many years later that, you know, you can't be 
that uplifter unless you've really practiced this ability to receive not only from source, which obviously is, is what we're talking about, but from other people. You know, and, and you had said something, Heather, recently, and I can't remember if it was in a conversation or on the air, where you had said, you know, you'd stop that practice of immediately when someone gives you a compliment or is saying something to you as to receive that you don't flip it and say, oh, you too. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't on air. Actually, oh. it was in a different conversation. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing, you know, and, and I actually, I look at it from both angles. One, when you when you appreciate somebody and you say, wow, you look beautiful tonight or you look nice and people say like, oh, this old thing or, oh, I bought this dress on sale at Ross. It's not that big of a deal. And it kind of just dilutes the compliment. It's like you're so excited to just praise them in this place of appreciating how they be in the world in that moment. And then that took away from it a, a little bit, you know, or a lot. Yes. So when in the receiving of it, it's the same thing when somebody says, something and you just say thank you and you just say thank you in a way where you just let that thank you come in through your skin into your bloodstream in through your muscles landing into your cells and just receive and just thank you yes and not immediately say you too or oh gosh this is such a bad habit that we have and it Mm -hmm. does you know here we have a perfect opportunity with just somebody simply giving us a compliment or thanking us for something to practice opening that receiving capacity and we immediately shut it down by giving back oh you too or oh you always say that or or you oh you're gorgeous too or you know what I mean it's like (laughs) it's just really interesting how we we're so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. just simply receiving without anything being given back um, and I really think it's fun to practice, even if it's uncomfortable for a couple, you know, times that you do it, just know that as you expand your receiving capacity, you're going to be a more joyful giver and you're going to be a more powerful creator because source energy is trying to deliver in so many ways, especially for those of us in our step three receiving part of our life, whoop, whoop, you know, you get on that high flying disc because you know, you've put in the asking. And now they're receiving and it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that everything's just going to go perfect. Of course not. There's going to be quote unquote clarifying moments. That's okay because it's clarity worth having even on the high flying disc. So when you're in a moment of negative emotion, applaud, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know that there is an opportunity for you to withdraw to recalibrate and move back in. And that is part of your ability to keep receiving because the tricky part of the chemistry here or the science of this is that you can't be on the high flying disc unless you're fully receiving because alignment is receiving from all jets, from source and that which we call physical, which is just an extension of source. So you can't actually be high flying unless you're in receiving mode. And mm-hmm. it's powerful information to know, you know, and, and when you're in receiving mode and you're allowing, what I love about the high flying disc is that nobody or no circumstance has to be different than it is. <sighs> Can we just take a breath? Mm. You know, nothing has to be different for you to receive everything that you have asked for 
because it's all in that perfect alignment, even that which looks chaotic or that which looks wrong, quote unquote. Nobody has to change. No thing has to be different in order for your ship to come in. Oh God, doesn't, and then full circle, no need to effort, right? Right. And the only, the only thing that does need to change is, I, I saw this picture, if you have, if you're asking for a glass of water and your hand is on top of the glass and you can't pour the water into the glass, you need to move your hand Simple <laughs> off action. the top of the glass so that the yes. water can be poured in. So if in case you have the hand covering the opening of the glass, just, just gently move it aside. Yes. And that's it. Aligned action, aligned action, and it's elegant and graceful, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean manipulating Mm -mm. the seating chart at Christmas dinner so you don't have to sit next to somebody. (laughs) Let it happen. The perfect alignment. It doesn't mean running around trying to get the perfect gift for someone so that they know that you love them. They know. They know it doesn't mean running around trying to make sure that the perfect meal happens. I mean, I think a lot of the way that we miss the true essence of the season is when we move into making things happen instead of allowing them to happen. And even though this is the quote unquote season for giving, you really, as we've said, can't be truly giving until you first truly, truly received. So let's call this the season of receiving. And with grace and love and knowing that all is truly well and that the energy is at our fingertips because we've actually come to the end of our hour. And Heather, thank you so much for diving more deep on our metaphysical porch this hour. That was really fun. Thank you, Ray. You are amazing. And you are a beautiful receiver of love and light. Thank you. I'm going to receive that. I'm not going to. See, we we really do practice what we preach here on Everyday Attraction. We love you all. We hope you have a fantastic holiday time. We'll be back next week with more morsels and delicious law of attraction information. All is truly well. You just need to receive it. Yummy. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive! Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? 
Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Rev. Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio.